You are listening to The Waxing Podcast. My name's Kirsten, and I am also known as Tampa Waxer on Instagram. If you are somebody who wants to talk all things waxing, navigate through the beauty industry, as well as some business tips, then this is the place for you. Let's get started. Hey guys, how are you doing today? Welcome to the Waxing Podcast. I am, of course, Kirsten, your host and the creator that's just taking it too far. <laughs> I'm just Kirsten. Um, you can find me on Tampa Waxer on Instagram, as well as I do have a Facebook group called The Waxing Podcast, although I'm actually debating on making a new one. Actually, if you are in that group and um, tell me what you feel about it, because some parts of me just feels like it's so crowded with people that don't even like listen to this podcast like and anytime I like put anything in there I feel like I never get any responses and I'm like damn this was like the whole point of the podcast was to have like this really cool tight niche group so dm me on Tampa Waxer let me know what you think about what I just said because I'm really considering making like a new one and then just making the rules like honestly really hard to get in that way people don't even want to bother with the questions does that make sense Um, so today I just wanted to have like a talk with you. I am going to tell you an update about fur and working for fur. And I wanted to really share something with you. And I hope that it's something that you can resonate from because, um, I'm having some like really crazy imposter syndrome right now. And, um, you know, I'm finding myself very uncomfortable again, And just a little backstory, like I've been working at the same place now for over four years. I have, you know, my ride or die clients. I'm honestly um, only working there once a week. So let me just be um, as transparent as I can about that because I don't want you guys to be like, whoa. But um, I'm booked up until uh, 2022. And again, it's because I only am working one full long day. Um, I don't take new clients anymore. You know, I'm just like kind of in a place where I'm like, damn, you know, I've been an esthetician for over eight years, almost nine years. And I'm like, finally feeling like, I don't know, you know, it's like my whole life being an esthetician, my whole life being an esthetician, it's only been nine years, but like my nine years of being an esthetician, you know, I was always like, kind of searching and reaching for that top and seeing people that were doing it and being like, man, I like want to be there too, but I still take new clients and I'm not getting booked. And I just want to like, let you know that you will eventually get booked. It just takes time. It's something in this industry. It's like, you know, we have to be really particular about our clientele. And also, you know, um, if our clientele meshes with us, because in the long run, I think it's just so much more beneficial than if you try to jam everybody in on like a Groupon or anything like that. You know, I just don't think you get like your real great clients. And you always remember, it's like, you know, yes, this is our job. And I know there's people out there that don't like their job, but we kind of have the luxury of like picking and choosing what our day is going to look like. And I really like that about this industry. It's one of the reasons why I chose this industry besides the fact of the flexibility in our schedules. But like, I don't know. Anyway, I'm kind of going on a tangent, but like, you know, after nine years, like I really feel like I'm in a really good place with my clients and, you know, I don't like absolutely positively love every single one of them, 
But the great thing about waxing and why I've always liked waxing out of all of the umbrellas of being an esthetician is because even if you don't like somebody that much, um, they're only in your room for like 15 minutes. Hopefully, you know, they only book one service with you. But um, for the most part, like I love my day. So anyway, um, yeah, I've been working at the same place for four years. I have these amazing clients. Like I feel like I could do my job on autopilot, but I think that's like whenever your body kind of goes, you know, like what else, like what else can you do? Can you grow anymore? And that's whenever I started the waxing guide. So the waxing guide was built in 2020, of course. And that was really just my body, like needing to, um, shed and grow. And so I did that. Um, and obviously I still have the waxing guide and I'm so happy. I mean, literally anybody that buys the waxing guide and I get that message on my phone, I'm like instantly so excited because that was so, uh, much hard work and, you know, to fly McKinsey down here and like to hire like one of the best videographers, I think in Tampa and, and, you know, to just get sponsors. And I just don't think people really realize what went into that, but like, I'm so grateful for every single person that's ever bought that course. And I want everyone to know that because, um, that was mine. You know, I don't own my own business. I work for somebody. So having the waxing guide was really something that was like mine. And I promise you, this is all kind of wrap around and make sense here in a second. But like, okay, so like the waxing guide happened, okay? Um, but then, I don't know, I got the itch again. And I feel like maybe you kind of were like, yeah, you know, I feel like this is me too. And uh, maybe I'll kind of hope that sharing some of these will make you feel like, okay, maybe I could do that too. Or maybe I should do that too. I don't know. I mean, whatever it may be for you. But like, so then I, I don't know if I've even really told the story of fur. So um, I've had a couple of people ask me like, oh, how did you get that position, right? Because I am now their trainer and educator for all beauty professional accounts. And you'll see me in the future. I'll be on webinars and I'll be teaching and training anybody who wants to be um, a wholesale account for fur, which is, if you don't know what fur is, it's an amazing aftercare line. I mean, their story is awesome. Their products are amazing. Like it's a product um, a set of 10, I think now 11, um, but all the products are um, dermatologically and gynecologically tested. Um, not only that, but they're European tested as well, which I think is really important because it just takes that extra step in making sure that it's safe because they wanted to make sure that it was safe for, you know, your pubic area. Um, but also what I love about that company is um, it works. I mean, the products are also all facial grade. And that was something that I did not know until I started working for them. But any product on the fur line can be put on your face. And I thought that that was really interesting because my whole understanding of the fur oil line and the fur um, silk scrub and, and all of the other products was that you just use it on the areas that you either shaved or waxed. But I have been using like the silk scrub glycolic which is supposed to be for hyperpigmentation and banishing ingrowns on my face. And it is like amazing. So that was just like a little side note. But um, how I got, got that job in the first place is because, um, you know, they had been working with me with the waxing guide. They sponsored it. And I, you know, did a product, um, whatever it's called. It's like whenever you do like a product highlight and you're, I don't know. Um, anyway, so they're in the waxing guide. And then also they were on my podcast last year. So, you know, me being me and I, this is just how I act and how I uh, do things in, in natural nature. I'm just such a person of habit where like, if I have a really good idea, I want to do it that minute. Like I don't sit on it because I feel like sitting on it then makes me overthink and makes me almost back out of doing it in the first place. So I, um, I just 
literally met I mean I remember I called my best friend and I'm like hey you know I see some gaps in this company that I think I can fill and you know try to help me write like a proposal basically so I actually emailed the two of the CEOs and I told them like hey you know um I am looking at your company and of course I'm obsessed with it you already know like I'm just such a fan of the product I think it really works I think the estheticians love it I love the you know the elegancy of it but um, I want to share with you a few gaps that I like see and not like gaps in an insulting way because nothing I mean they really don't truly have like any crazy gaps right but like I could see things that I could do in their company to be beneficial so I told them I was like you know I really see myself being with your company I think we align really well um these are the things that I could do for you and I think that these could benefit you and here's why so that's kind of what I did there but um yeah uh Lillian one of the CEOs she actually got um back to me in like two days I think my heart was beating so fast and she was like let's get on a phone call and I was like oh my god so um I got on a phone call with her and the interview went well. Um, I kind of just reiterated what I said in my email, although I was like dripping sweat. It was disgusting. Um, and then she was like, yeah, you know, I'm really into this. I think we could do something about this. Like, let me um, get you over to our head of marketing. And so I got on the phone with head of marketing. It was actually a really easy conversation. And thank God she was so nice from the jump because this is actually like somebody that I go to I don't know if she's like called my boss but I mean I would consider her my boss um and then finally I talked to the second C or the the actual CEO so Lillian is the CMO um so she does marketing uh, runs the marketing team and then um uh, Laura is the CEO so I talked to her last and by the end of it they agreed that I could be a great fit for them and that is how I got the position which by the way I, I actually collabed and named myself because they were like so what position is this and I was like well what about like a fur educator and trainer and they're like okay so yeah I am now a fur educator and trainer um but now all of a sudden the imposter syndrome is like hitting so hard and what I mean by that is like I've been so comfortable for so long at the current job I'm at. And then I had like a little bit of imposter syndrome whenever I started the waxing guide and especially, oh my God, the waxing podcast, like don't even get me started on that. But like, um, you know, I grew out of that imposter syndrome. I think that, you know, once you kind of break through and like kind of be like, you know what, I am good at this job or I am really good at waxing or I am good at taking clients or I am good at teaching online and I am good at answering questions about yada, yada, right? I think the imposter syndrome kind of like fades out a little bit, although I think in some moments it pops up here and there, whatever happens in your life. But now with fur, you know, like I'm in a whole different territory. Like this is not taking clients into service rooms and you know getting them to rebook it is like all behind the scenes marketing um promoting uh, webinars and uh yeah it's been really different um i've always kind of wondered what it was like to be on the back end of a product that gets sold by estheticians and like now that i'm figuring it out i'm like oh my god there is so many moving parts and so many people that um, and I think our staff is like 15 people, which is the largest that it's ever been. It's actually grown in the last like three months. But like, I just find myself being like, man, I don't think I'm good enough for this job. And I don't think I knew more, you know, like they're saying all these words that like would be more of like your corporate setting words. And, and in the back of my head, I'm like, God, why did I do this? Like, why did they choose me? Like, these people seem so much more advanced than I do. I mean, I could go on and on, but like my imposter syndrome is hitting hard. 
And then um, to top it all off, uh, so a part of my job, of course, I am a trainer and educator for the fur brand, and I will be training and doing webinars for estheticians. And, you know, I know the product really well, and I've actually, like, long story short, now I have, like, a full presentation to do in the future with you guys. So I'm excited for anyone that wants to jump on, but... Um, uh, there was a there was a chain called Waxing the City. And when you guys are listening to this, by the way, at this very exact moment you're listening to this, I am preparing and getting on the phone with the CEOs of Waxing the City, um, which they have like 100 locations. And I will be doing this webinar for them and their main trainer who trains all of the trainers in their franchise. <laughs> so my whole point of that was getting to this story. So um, they do a training on October 19th. And I had just started two weeks ago. So when you're listening to this, I think I had just, I will have just finished my third week with fur. And so last week being two weeks, um, they were like, hey, you know, we could do a training like ASAP. We have a thing on the 19th. Um, when could you do it? And I was like, and Laura, the CEO was like, Kirsten, just plan for it next week. And I'm thinking, what? Like I just started like two weeks in and like, I'm going to do a webinar. And I'm like, I don't know how to like, do a webinar. And then it got me thinking like, man, I really bamboozled them whenever I messaged them and, you know, told them I could fill all these gaps. And I was so confident and I'm a, I'm a podcaster, right? I talk all the time, but like in that moment, I'm like, oh my God, I had like the worst imposter syndrome. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, I'm a fake. I'm a fraud. Um, and I was in a really bad mood like all weekend. And, you know, I took it out on everyone around me because I just was really beating myself up internally. And then guess what? I, on a Sunday, I was like, you know what, Kirsten, like it's time for you to take control of the situation. Quit acting like you are horrible. You're not horrible. You know this product. You love this product. You are a podcaster. You did the waxing guide where you had to remember, you know, lines and you you did all that. And then it came Monday where I had to, which was Monday, if you're listening to this on Friday, it like just happened earlier this week, but I had to um, do a webinar practice for the CEO, um, both Lillian and Laura, and then my boss, and then one of the fields team's workers, who is the person that's actually on the ground floor, like taking care of like the stores, um, like, you know, so I do webinars, she does like in person. And she was on the call. And then I had one of uh, the designer on the call who like does all the webinar stuff. And oh my God, guys, I thought I was going to shit my pants. <laughs> like, I was so sweaty and it was so crazy. But like, and it's so funny because my fiance told me, he goes, Kirsten, you got this. Like, you, you got this. And I think it just really took me to say it to myself like I did the webinar and I had the littlest feedback which was amazing right it's like that was my goal I had a couple of things like I had a tweak here and there but they all complimented it and and you know it's funny how our brains tell us these little tiny lies and this is the point of the episode because our brains love to set us up for failure right and I think the biggest reason why is because it is protecting us you know, when we think we can't do something, our brain doesn't want to hurt us. Our brain wants to save us. So our brain, you know, says maybe don't do that. Or maybe, you know, don't ask for that promotion. Or maybe don't start a podcast. Or don't, you know, offer yourself to a brand that you are connected with like I did. Um, but you have to move past it. And 
to grow, you have to get uncomfortable. And I know this is so stupid because I sound like every single other guru on the freaking planet. And I hate those freaking people that are like, just do it, just do it. Cause you're like, okay, it's so much harder than that. Like it's so much harder than that. But like, it's really not like I have people all the time that they're like, Kirsten, you just like do these things all the time with like brands and like, I'm, you know, I don't know if anyone knows this and I'll give you a little sneak peek because you're listening to the podcast, but me and Kelly Baker are in the works to doing an episode and people were like, how did you do that? And I'm like, I just asked, like, I think life gets super overcomplicated and I think that we, again, I think our brain is trying to save us, but this whole story and the whole point of this is really just to remind you that you are capable of doing anything that you want, especially in this industry. And I'll repeat that again. You are perfectly capable of doing whatever you want, especially in this industry. Hats off to all waxing and waxers because I don't think anyone realizes how new we still are. I know that waxing has been around for a really long time. Okay, don't get me wrong. But looking back on the journey of waxing, I want to remind you that, you know, when waxing was first out, like what, 20, 30, I don't know, probably forever ago. I mean, there was like one or two brands to pick from and there was like one way to wax. And, you know, there was three pages in our uh, book at school. And now in 2021, like look at all the brands that are popping up. I mean, there's even estheticians that are making their own brands. I know that Mermaid Wax was once an esthetician, right? It's like the sky is the limit because we have so many open availabilities and so many open doors to go into. Like for me, right? Like the podcast. How many podcast um, subjects do you know that like don't exist? you know but guess what the waxing podcast was the first waxing podcast on at least apple and spotify there were other esthetician podcasts but there were not waxing esthetician podcasts like we are still able to be first in so many things you know think about like that there was like an aftercare line which of course you know i now work for an aftercare line but that's not to applaud anybody else you know because that's still okay but like there was there's this esthetician that started an aftercare line and i think she's based out of denver um just the strip i think is the brand and it's like dude she was an esthetician like she was a waxer who saw that she could create a product and so she did um you have people that are making programs and courses And um, I think that a majority of people, you know, um, unfortunately, don't really do the best with them. I think that it's like all just to catch like a a quick $1,200, you know, gain, and then they're kind of out. But there's people like me who really like invested and and gave so much thought into the industry and and like saw the gaps and then filled them. I know that... um, Ashley from Wax Out Ash is coming out with the Lash Lift course, but she teaches it in person too, right? So she does in-person tra- in-person training. Like who even knew you could really do all of that stuff? Um, the girl in Oregon, I think, uh, I think her name's Bree. She does the wax pads, like the wax pads. Like all I'm saying is that all of these ideas came from just ideas, right? And then they put action into them. So whatever you're doing, if you're an esthetician and you're a waxer and you're working for European or you're working for a chain and you're like, you know, I just want to grow. I just want to do that. Like I applaud you for taking that step if you want to open your own suite, but like always know that there's more options than just that. Like maybe your goal is to um, start a product line. Maybe it is to, you know, start an apparel line for estheticians. Um, you know, 
scrubs or, um, you know, accessories or like, there's just so many things that you can do. And I know that I'm like rambling this episode and I really hope that you just feel like I'm having a conversation with you because this is like truly how I ramble when I'm talking to like my esthetician friends. But yeah, I'm almost like talking to you, but also talking to me because, you know, sometimes I need to remind myself too that um, it's okay to have imposter syndrome, you know, it's okay to be uncomfortable. Uncomfortable usually means that you're growing and I'm definitely having some imposter syndrome with fur and um, there's definitely moments that I don't feel like I belong, but those are just me and my voices protecting myself and I know that. So, you know, and that's taken some time to really get to know what imposter syndrome is. So if, if that word sounds unfamiliar to you, but you're experiencing the same things that I am, take like a deep dive into imposter syndrome and figure out kind of how it works and why it works. But then once you know why it works, it's kind of like anxiety. You know, I have really bad, I, I suffer from anxiety. Um, I was once on antidepressants. I have um, still uh, prescribed Xanax. I don't take it often anymore. I just take it as needed. But like my whole life, I was so scared of it. I was like, you know, anxiety is just when it happens, it happens. I lose control, right? That's like the biggest thing about me with anxiety. Anytime I lose control, I it's an anxiety thing. Um, And then one day I was like, you know what? Like I'm so scared of, this but like what even is anxiety like why do we get anxiety what parts in our body is causing this like reaction and the more I started learning about anxiety the more and don't get me wrong there's still moments that like I'm completely backed up in a corner and like want to fall asleep and um you know take like sleep it off but like I also now understand it a little bit more so like when I'm going through these moments I'm like it's okay Kirsten like your cortisone level is just up Um, it will go back down. It always does. Like it's like those words in my head help me so much. And same with imposter syndrome. Now that I know what imposter syndrome is and like I really know now when I'm in these moments where I'm feeling the imposter syndrome, like I now can kind of be like, okay, like this is what this is. And this is my brain telling me to stop. And it's just protecting me. But guess what? Like it, I know better than, than that green monster in my you know, my brain knows. Does any of this make sense? (laughs) Um, Yeah. I just want every esthetician to know that we are still in a very new niche, especially at waxers and especially like Instagram blowing us up and Facebook blowing us up in the best positive way because we're able to share so many things. and, And I just, I don't know. If you're listening to this as a student, If you're listening to this as like a five-year esthetician, maybe you're listening to this and you're like, girl, I am like 42 years old. I am way older than you. I've been in this industry for 20 years. You know, it's like, I just wanted to let you and the student and the, you know, five-year esthetician know that we are still capable of like really getting um, our hands dirty with this industry. And I'm so excited to see what everyone's doing. And if you have ideas and you're like starting something, I mean, message me, let me know. I'm like super interested in hearing about it. Like truly, truly, truly interested in hearing about it. And I just really wanted to wrap it up with, you know, I don't know. I don't know what I want to wrap it up by. This was just like a rant. And I hope that my 22 minute conversation is not boring you to death. 
I wanted to update you on fur. I wanted to tell you that Kelly Baker and I are in conversation to do a podcast and I'll come, I'll be reaching out about, you know, what questions to ask her. Um, I'm always open to hearing about ideas about podcast episodes. Um, sometimes, you know, me sitting here talking to this microphone and not having anybody on the other end is a little bit freaky. So anytime you like want a subject talked about, please let me know. Um, and yeah, that's it. I said, and yeah, like a hundred times. Okay, guys, I will see you next week. If you liked this episode, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you can get all future episodes sent straight to your phone. And if you loved this episode, then please head over to Apple to write me a review so others can find me as well. Thanks for listening and I will see you next week.